Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today I am talking with Kyla Pierce about Love Your Brain, Resilience, and Community for TBI. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Kyla Pierce, and Kyla serves as a senior director of programs at the Love Your Brain Foundation, overseeing the design, implementation, and evaluation of yoga and mindfulness programming for the traumatic brain injury community across the U.S., Canada, and online. Kyla blended her expertise as a yoga teacher and researcher to develop the evidence-based six-week Love Your Brain yoga program for people with traumatic brain injury and their caregivers. This program integrates guided meditation, breathing exercises, gentle yoga, and psychoeducation to build skills in resilience and community integration. Since 2015, she has trained over 2,000 yoga teachers and clinicians to deliver this program through 60 yoga studios and 18 neurorehabilitation facilities across the U.S. and Canada. She loves yoga, hiking, making ice cream, and spending time with her husband, Adam, and their sons, Bear and Owen. So welcome to the podcast, Kyla. Mm, Thank you, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here. Always so wonderful to chat with you. So thank you for taking the time to be here today. And I do have to ask about the making ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yes, if I could do this all over, I would definitely open up an ice cream shop and have that be my (laughs) you'd be the next Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) Yeah, I I do love a really good coconut Mm. ice cream. So I got into making coconut ice cream with a, just a Cuisinart ice cream maker a couple of years ago. And it's been a pandemic activity. Oh, I bet. Yep. Mm, I love it. So Kyla, so let's explain for our listeners who might not be familiar with Love Your Brain and how it began. Um, I'll let you kind of give some background information. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for that opening question, Amy. So Love Your Brain is a nonprofit organization committed to improving the lives of people impacted by traumatic brain injury through programs that build resilience and community. And so this nonprofit was founded about six, seven years ago by now by my husband, Adam Pierce, and his brother, Kevin Pierce, after Kevin suffered a near-fatal traumatic brain injury in a training um, a training event right before the Vancouver Olympics. So Kevin was a professional snowboarder and his life and therefore our whole family's life really got thrown uh, completely upside down after he experienced his traumatic brain injury. At that time, none of us had ever heard of what a brain injury was. Yeah. So we were in a real 
learning phase around what life for Kevin and therefore all of us would look like. Fortunately, Kevin was able to receive terrific medical care and support. And as part of that process, Adam, my husband, Kevin's brother, decided to take off about a year of his life to be Kevin's primary support person during his uh, acute and then into ongoing uh, rehabilitation. So at that point, Kevin and Adam uh, felt really compelled to doing something to respond to what they were seeing around the gaps in community-based support for the traumatic brain injury community. So spaces that really allowed people to come together, continue their healing, feel seen and heard, and uh, create a sense of belonging for people impacted by TBI. So that really was the genesis behind Love Your Brain was to create a nonprofit to support anyone impacted by TBI to come together. Uh, I can talk more about our specific programs, but to come together to feel a sense of community and ability to move through the challenges that TBI can present all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyone listening who's not familiar with my story, I suffered a traumatic brain injury in 2014. I slipped on black ice landing full force on the back of my skull. Um, So that, you know, it's life-changing, completely life-changing and in literally the blink of an eye, right? You know, both Kevin and mine are are accidents are just, it's just so fast, right? Like you just don't even see it coming. And the isolation that comes with it, people just don't understand. Um, They don't know what to do for you. They don't know how to help support you, you know. Kevin was so fortunate to have Adam and, and all of the family. Um, but it, it, having that community, I wish I had found community sooner. Um, I was about a year and a half out before I found any sort of community and I hadn't heard of traumatic brain injury either. I mean, I guess I had heard of it, but you only ever thought of like those worst case scenarios, right? Um, you didn't realize that a concussion is a traumatic brain injury because we call it a concussion. (laughs) It's exactly the same thing. It just has a different name and which, you know, it's a whole other soapbox for me, but, (laughs) um, you know, so when I, I eventually found love your brain through the Minnesota brain injury Alliance, they did a screening of the movie crash reel, which was a, a documentary about Kevin And I began following you guys at that point and you guys offered yoga, which I had done yoga prior to my injury. And it was a huge tool in my recovery. Um, Mm. And I believe in Kevin's as well. Um, And so I just began following you guys and haven't stopped. I love you guys for what you do and what you stand for and, and just the way that you guys put things out there and everything is so loving and compassionate and people really feel included with your programming. So I just, I really just want to applaud you guys for that. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. That means a lot and it's definitely been a a huge team effort in the, in the creation and the growth of love your brain over the years. And you've been always such a strong supporter and collaborator of ours. So a huge amount of gratitude for you and all the work that you do in this space as well. 
because it really takes a huge amount of bravery to share one's story again and again and again mm-hmm. and, and use it to elevate all of our awareness around what it means to have something radically change your life. And that that can be a pivot point towards ongoing learning and growth, even amidst yeah. difficulty and challenges that are presented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in that first year of my recovery, I was in the victim mode. Why did this happen to me? This sucks. You know, I'm never going to get better. And I was really into like law of attraction and manifesting and positive thinking. Like I was into all that prior to my injury. So I had those tools and I still went through that period. Right. And I think we have to go through that. We have to kind of go through a grief process to get to the other side of it. Um, but you know, something one day it just, it just snapped for me. And I was like, wait a minute, I have to do something to make this better. And helping others is such a huge way to help yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that was a huge part of my healing journey was knowing that I was helping other people by sharing my story and my resources. Mm. And what I also hear from what you're saying also speaks so much to the, the spirit behind love your brain is how to, to support people to remember or turn inward or connect with what are those inner resources that all of us have, but sometimes we forget about or need yeah. some opportunity to be cultivated, to grow our resilience so that we can move through times of challenge, process the grief, lean into the difficulty, but have it be a space for us, us to learn new things about ourselves and find that kind of basic okayness that is possible. And so we, we very much designed all of our programs intentionally around this idea of resilience. And I can talk a little bit more if that's of interest to you and your, uh, and your followers around what we mean by that, especially since now it's such a buzzword, I think in the, mm, in the yeah. um, but I know from our experience with Kevin, who had a real hunger, I think as a, a high performance athlete had a real yeah. hunger and drive for um, for, I don't want to say what's the right word, just for moving forward and making this distinction that sometimes recovery can imply a, a desire to return to who you were before, how things were before, which Mm -hmm. is so like exactly the way you were, right? Like you think you're going to get back to everything. And in medical terminology, often we are talking about recovery and that is the expectation. And it does work, but with TBI, since it can shift so many elements about oneself physically, emotionally, psychologically, cognitively, that expectation can lead someone to feeling a real sense of frustration yeah. or, or failure or failure. Right. So having a sense of how to move forward through adversity is really the, the, the crux of resilience and the research that I've read and our programs are all designed around is from two psychiatrists actually who work in the VA system and they analyze people who had experienced different types of complex trauma and found 10 factors that people were people who exhibited resilience and the ability to move through adversity uh, demonstrated. And to your point around altruism or the 
the meaning that we can get from helping others, that was one of those 10 factors. So there's other ones like mental flexibility, um, having role models, being able to see fears as an opportunity for learning and growth, um, finding realistic optimism. So seeing challenges, but also finding a way to reframe or see that there's still possibility, even though it may be you may be met with some challenges working through the cha- working through the time of difficulty, but still there's a way to reframe or find a plan B to move forward. So basically not getting stuck in challenge. All of those factors are ones that we possess at different levels and in different ways. And our programs with yoga and mindfulness and community building are designed to help folks tap into what are those inner resources that we can draw upon during times of challenge to help us move forward instead of to try and get back to who we were before. So that's a little bit around the the kind of uh, spirit of Love Your Brain and the design of our programming. And I'm happy to talk more about that if that's of interest. But a lot of what you said really resonated with, um, yeah, this idea of resilience and moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love the idea of resilience when it comes to like, recovery because I know I see it all the time in the brains where people want to get back to exactly who they were. They want to get back to, you know, like in Kevin's case, watching the crash reel, I was really touched by at the one year mark, he was determined to get back on the snowboard and get back on the hill. And the doctor's like, no. And he, he attempted it. And if I remember right, he just kind of like fell over the second he started to try to snowboard and was like, okay, I'm done. Um, You know, and so we have these expectations that we want to get back to exactly who we were. And, and for me, I was a, a photographer at the time of my injury and all of a sudden I couldn't remember things. I like, like that short term memory was gone. And I would transpose numbers. So I would put people on my schedule for the wrong time or the wrong date. Like I was a highly organized multitasking person um, when, before my accident happened. And all of a sudden I couldn't even like keep my calendar straight. And, you know, it was so frustrating. And once I finally came to the realization, like, okay, maybe I'm not going to get back to that exact spot ever again. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being here where I am right now and embracing it. And I think that's when I started to actually move forward Mm. even more in my recovery. When I, when I embraced where I was at with it. Mm, That's so powerful. And so speaks to the practice of mindfulness being one of maybe that there's a real, a real skill in moving from simply being aware of what's happening when it's happening to then embracing it and fully accepting it, but at least allow the practice of bringing us to what's happening right now, then having more space to respond and make choices that hopefully can support our well-being and support our ability to move forward. But that, that's such a, I think important learning that you're sharing with folks around the power of coming into the present. Yeah. And how so, hard it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your programs. You have 
um, love your brain yoga, and you have the mindfulness um, series. So let's let's talk a little bit about those and who they're intended for and how they are accessed. Yes. So all of our programs are free for the traumatic brain injury community, including caregivers. And we have three different program pathways. And the the kind of underlying theme with all of our programs are how to develop more self-awareness, self-compassion, and connection to oneself and our community. And in doing so, we believe that that creates a greater sense of belonging and perspective for how to live life in a way that's meaningful. So our three program areas, we have our, actually the first program that we created when Love Your Brain was getting founded back in 2014 was our retreat program. So this is a, now a five-day immersion at our retreat centers and nature-based, really beautiful spaces in Maine, Colorado, that weave together our four pillars of mindfulness, movement, community, and nutrition. So we have those programs as a real intense immersion for the traumatic brain injury community to get outside of their everyday home lifestyle, come to a retreat and feel a sense of deep community connection and learn some tools that they can bring back to support a more easeful way of relating to whatever's happening in day-to-day life. So our retreat program um, is also supported or complemented by our yoga program, which is a program where we partner with yoga studios in communities across the United States and Canada and train their teachers in how to deliver a six-week yoga program that blends meditation for relaxation, movement practice for mobility, uh, pranayama or breathing exercises for self-regulation and concentration, and then psychoeducation. So this is a, a group discussion around themes related to resilience where people can uh, come away with new tools and ways of relating to um, the challenges of TBI and really feel a sense of deep community connection. And then finally, in the pandemic, we created an online program called Love Your Brain Mindset. And that program is also a six-week Six week program. Folks who sign up meet once a week and either do a live yoga class with a group discussion or just a group discussion if you're less interested in the movement side. And that's designed actually around uh, psychologist Carol Dweck. She is, she pioneered um, a framework called fixed versus growth mindset that helps illustrate how our mindset or really our belief system has huge implications on our well-being. And especially with TBI, we were talking, I think, a little bit earlier, Amy, about how sometimes depending on, since things can radically change, it can set somebody up for feeling frustrated or like a failure or like things are happening wrong all the time. And the, the growth mindset really orients you to thinking about So say to your example of you're really organized and you're putting people on different, the wrong, the wrong day in your schedule, the fixed growth, the fixed mindset would say, oh, I can't do this. Um, I, there's no way for me to change. And then creates a sense of frustration or lack of self-worth. Whereas the growth mindset 
offers tools to help see that any um, any difficulty is a chance for growth and learning. So instead of making a mistake, the opportunity is to see that as a, a, a learning. So it, it can be a really powerful way for getting outside of our limiting self, our, our beliefs that are limiting about ourselves and our capacity. So that the six-week Love Your Brain Mindset program, each week in that in that series is designed to talk about some aspect of developing a growth mindset to equip all of our participants with new strategies for how to think about and relate to what's happening in life and then create a bit more uh, perspective and opportunity for self-kindness and, and less stuck in, in what can be difficult. So those are retreat programs in person, our yoga programs in person, and our mindset program is online, which has been a really exciting way to expand access to folks who otherwise mm-hmm. couldn't participate in, in our in-person programming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that was the silver lining of COVID was it's it part of it is like, why did it take a pandemic for us to do start doing some of this stuff online? Right. Like why didn't we do this sooner? Um, but you know, it, it did turn our attention to it and a lot of support groups went to online and mm-hmm. people who couldn't make it in person, cause maybe they lived too far away or they couldn't drive and didn't have someone to take them. Now, suddenly they were able to participate in a support group. Um, so, you know, I think that's the real silver lining in, in the pandemic is that, we brought more people together via hmm. Zoom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we had always had questions if from a cognitive fatigue perspective and if screen time would be, so it's certainly not for everyone. And to your point that I think it's expanded access just dramatically for folks who otherwise would have had a difficulty with transportation or mm-hmm. for other reasons, if symptoms are flaring up and needing to travel, you know, if they lived in a rural area um, yeah. far to get them. Yeah. So it's been a real learning and what it really means to gather and create community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know with me and my, my yoga teachers, my yoga classes, um, I teach mostly within the brain injury community. And so I'm teaching people from all over, really all over the world sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just been a great way to connect with so many people. Um, but then on the flip side of that, you know, we're craving that in-person connection again. And um, I've had several meet and greets with the magazine and mm-hmm. people are just so hungry for getting together again. You know, some people are still hesitant and that's totally fair. Um but those that, that are really craving it, you know, they're getting that opportunity to be back in person again and, and, and connect. <laughs> There's just something about that human connection that we all need. Mm-hmm. Mm, so true. And to that point, I think that's what I'm really energized by now with our uh, kind of composition of programs is that we have both online and in person. So folks can touch in to our in-person to feel that sense of kind of energy and human connection in, in the flesh, but then also sustain connection through our online programs. If it doesn't 
work for them to participate in person. So there's a real way of, uh, I think, meeting anyone where they're at and knowing that that's going to change at different points in folks' healing journey. So I'm yeah, yeah hopeful that this will be a way that we can deepen and diversify the way we support our community in the long run. And I know that you are always looking for new partner studios to offer the Love Your Brain Yoga program. Um, so if anyone is listening that is interested or curious, you know, what does that look like to become a partner and what's, you know, what's all involved in that and how do they um, reach out to you? Mm. Thanks, Amy, for raising that. So we really enter into our partnerships in a very intentional and deep way. So I think a great next step would be if you're interested in exploring a partnership in a state where we don't currently have a partner, our website showcases where our our current partners are. I will say we had to uh, pretty significantly reduce our partners given the impacts of the pandemic on our yeah. our operations. So we are slowly rebuilding, focusing first on reestablishing partnerships with our beloved current partners. And then over time, we'll be expanding in strategic locations. So in states from an equity perspective that don't have resources for the TBI community in the yoga space and partners that are really committed to shifting the culture around how to offer accessible yoga so we're, uh, we offer our programs four times a year. So there's a commitment and opening your kind of community, your doors to the community in a long-term way. And we have a, our um, incredible program manager. She will spearhead the, on, the onboarding and the ongoing relationship as we really see the yoga studio as a, uh, as a pillar of support for the TBI community. And in a way that that's very unprecedented. There's there's often not community spaces that understand how to adapt yoga and the environment to make mm. space TBI accessible, like not having music or incense or um, a lot of busy patterns on the walls, and how yeah. to offer the yoga classes in a way that um, prioritizes simplicity of movement, consistency. Uh, reducing cognitive fatigue by not talking too much. So there's a lot of different ways that the environment matters, the location matters, and also the teaching team and how they deliver our um, our curriculum really matters. So there's a lot there. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Reach out. You can reach out to me and I can share my contact information at any point whenever you think it's um, it's useful, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I did, um, the teacher training, I believe it was 2018. I can't quite remember. I went, yep. I went to Jacksonville. Um, and you know, I already had some grasp of modifying yoga just, um, from my own practice. Um, and you know, you really, and coming at it as a TBI survivor, like I can't always do inversions because mm. um, it'll give me a raging headache. Um, and that's common in TBI world. And so just, you know, having to learn these little nuances of, of what, how different poses could affect people or what could trigger someone, you know, it, 
it's a great experience just to learn that for your, just for your everyday classes too, I think, because you just mm-hmm. never know who's showing up at your class, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We often say at the beginning of our training, whether you know it, whether you realize it or not, you likely know someone who's been affected by traumatic yeah. brain injury. And yeah. to your point earlier about it being often very invisible, it's become prevalent and invisible. I agree that every yoga teacher in my mind should have some training in how to make yoga accessible for traumatic brain injury because you will have people in your class, whether you know it or not, who are impacted. Mm-hmm. And that may be the last time they set foot in a yoga studio. Because something as simple as doing a child's pose can create a headache because a child's pose is a moderate inversion. Your head's below your heart. The pressure of the head on a mat or a block could be, uh, could exacerbate symptoms. So Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's a great point. And I appreciate you sharing also how it, it just, from your personal practice, it also supported you in your personal practice. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kyla, this has been a great conversation and just, you know, really getting that awareness out there that Love Your Brain exists and and all that you do for the community. And in the show notes, anyone who's listening um, can go into the show notes and find your website, which is loveyourbrain.com. And uh, I know you said four times a year, I believe you do the programs. Yes, in a, in a normal year, I don't know what you're doing right now. <laughs> trying to keep that consistent cadence. So, yes, January will be our next round of programs. You can always sign up on our website, and we offer 20 hour trainings for yoga teachers or yoga practitioners, health professionals, and how to make yoga more accessible for the brain injury community. We offer those all throughout the year. Those are mostly on well, all online now, but. At some point, we'll return to in-person. Um, and we also offer a range of free meditations and yoga classes on our website as a free resource to support our mission of making these practices accessible as, as we possibly can for the healing journey of those impacted by brain injury. And I think it, um, it just popped in my head that it's also so, worth mentioning Um March is your mindful March, which March is also brain injury awareness month in the United States. So do you want to just talk about that briefly? Yeah, thanks. I'll, in brief, yes, March is brain injury awareness month in the U S so to raise awareness and also fundraise to keep our programs free. We do a big campaign called, called mindful March. And part of that is a 30 day meditation challenge where we have a meditation every day sent to your inbox where you can be part of a large community meditating in solidarity and support for the traumatic brain injury community. So it's a fun way to, if you've never practiced meditation, to explore a range of different practices. We have um, usually seven teachers who are really skilled and offer a, a diverse range of styles. So great way to learn if you're a beginner, and then also if you are an experienced practitioner, it's a, also a great way to deepen your practice. So we'll be sharing information about that on our website soon, but encourage you to join. We have the goal of a thousand people meditating together for TBI. So um, we'd love for you to be a part of it. Awesome. Yeah. And so again, they can go to loveyourbrain.com to find that, correct? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And as for me, um, I, I've shared this on social media, but I also want to take a moment, um, that, for every print and digital subscription um, to the magazine. I am also donating a dollar from each subscription to love your brain. Um, so, you know, through, through your support of the magazine, I am able to help support uh, the love your brain programming as well. So just wanted to share that with everyone listening. And we are well, so grateful for that, Amy and all of your followers who are extending their support through that generous choice from you. So truly it goes a long way. And there's a lot of appreciation from everyone at Love Your Brain for this support and all the ways you continue to support us and be a part of our work. Mm, Well, thank you. Um, And Kyla, thank you so much for being here today and just sharing the story of Love Your Brain and your involvement and um, helping just bring more awareness. Mm, Well, it's my pleasure. We certainly can't do this alone. So please reach out. And we're always looking for ways to collaborate, learn from others in our in our broader community. So my email is Kyla at loveyourbrain.com. Feel free to reach out. And otherwise, yes, all the best to each of you. And thank you so much, Amy, for having me. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and please consider supporting the podcast by leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening so that others on their own wellness journey can discover this podcast. And thank you all for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.